put your sword into its scabbard, shall I not drink the cup that the Father gave me? Jesus was, he is, the Son of God, he by whom and through whom all things were made. He alone had power over his own life. Who He was the only one, really, who was master of his own destiny. But he accepts the cup that the Father gave him. We are not masters of our own destiny. Despite what all the self-help therapists tell us, in the end, we cannot be who we want to be, live the lives we want to live, enjoy the pleasures we want to enjoy, or avoid the sufferings that come our way, or choose the time and manner of our death. Like the cup presented to Jesus by the Father, they are presented to us. And all we can do is drink that cup. In drinking that cup, we can share in Jesus' work of redemption. Yes, it is consoling to know that Jesus carried our cross. He bore all our sufferings in his passion and death. But in accepting our sufferings, be they physical illness, it could be the coronavirus or any other illness, psychological sufferings, isolation, depression, spiritual sufferings, the privation of the sacraments, we could go through moments of doubt, our faith may appear to be weak, we lose any consolation in our prayer. If we accept these sufferings in union with Christ, then we can share in his work of redemption. He suffered all his torments to obtain for us the forgiveness of our sins. And so we can drink this cup. We can be co-bearers of the cross, just like Simon of Cyrene. And we can bear the help Jesus carry the cross for the sins of the world. Our Lord suffered a terrible isolation in his passion. When the high priest questioned him, Jesus replied, I have spoken publicly to the world. I have always taught in a synagogue or in the temple area where all the Jews gather. And in secret I have said nothing. Why ask me? Ask those who heard me what I said to them. They know what I said. In other words, call witnesses as one should in any court of law. But Caiaphas was, in, was, not, was not interested. And in any case, who would be brave enough to bear testimony in Jesus' favor? The same crowds who on Sunday proclaimed him king would soon cry, crucify him. Fulfilling the prophecy, let us condemn him to a shameful death. And they would do so in return for all the sicknesses that Jesus had cured, all the miracles he had worked. Even Peter would deny him while Jesus' trial was taking place. Today is Good Friday, and it's good because by his death, the Lamb of God takes away the sins of the world. Today is Good Friday because Christ's kingship was proclaimed by a Gentile governor. The proclamation of the one who asked, what is truth? And who was told that any, all those who, follow the, who, are, who hear the truth will follow me. His proclamation 
is a proclamation of the truth, written in those three languages, Hebrew, Latin, and Greek, so that all the visitors to Jerusalem at that time will be able to see this proclamation and understand that this is Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. When told by the chief priest that he should change the inscription to, this man said, I am the King of the Jews, Pilate remains firm. What I have written, I have written. The truth shall stand. The kingship of Christ is not simply a claim Jesus made. It is not simply something, quote-unquote, that Christians believe. We should not declare our faith in terms such as, well, Catholics believe that the bread of the Eucharist is truly Christ's body. No, it is Christ's body. The truth is the truth, and we proclaim it as such, and it is a truth for everybody, whether they accept it or not. Today we accept that truth and we proclaim it. Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. You know, my father used to inscribe on his forehead every night those four letters, I-N-R-I. He never told us we should do it, but we learnt it. Four, and that was always at the end of the family rosary. It was as if we were going to bed. It would crown all the activities of his day, the work, time with his family, and that at night our Lord would also be his king, and that his mind would be filled that night with the kingship of Christ. And in the midst of whatever cup of suffering you or I or we may be called upon to drink, I'd like to propose these words of Thomas Akempis in his work on the Passion of Christ for our assurance today. May that inscription, I-N-R-I, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, Jesus Nazarenus, Rex Judeorum, bring comfort to my heart when I am distressed, and may it be my singular protection when severely tempted. And whenever I read or think of the words, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, may the evil spirit depart from me, May my burning concupiscence die within me, and may the whole world be as bitterness to me. Indeed, there is nothing sweeter than Jesus, nothing more beneficial, nothing more valuable. No one is brighter or purer or more holy than the Nazarene. Nor is there anyone more worthy than the King of the Jews, or more powerful or more exalted. Therefore, Jesus, whenever I humbly invoke your name, or recall your passion, or pronounce or reflect on the words, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews, let no enemy challenge me, no plague touch me, no disaster destroy me. O Jesus, you are eminently lovable. You are my King and God, my delight and beyond all my praise. You were lovable in your manger, more lovable on your cross, and most lovable as you sit on your throne in your kingdom. Though you underwent your crucifixion in the weakness of your flesh, nevertheless,
Thus you now live by the power of God and sit at the Father's right hand, exalted above all creatures, forever and ever. Amen.